Good evening. Welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast. And on tonight's show, it's a review of the first three days of the K-League. We're going to talk about some utter nonsense that we've noticed while watching the first round of the league. A couple of other things going on in Korean football as well before a little look at the forthcoming week's fixtures. Well, we've got a few, uh, all, all of our teams were in action. I think only one of us is going to be really, really happy with uh, what happened among uh, our teams. Uh, that happiness would probably be uh, Joe. Joe, um, you're looking like Harry Redknapp on deadline day. You, you're in a car. Yeah, on, on parenting duties, just waiting for Kid B to come out of his lesson. Fantastic. You're not sat outside the Suwon Stadium, are you? No, I'm outside outside a football lesson, but um, no, not not at the stadium. It's it's, it's not the trans- transfer window's shut. Tra- no, transfer window's not quite shut, is it? Here, it's still still open here. I don't know when it closes here. Uh, Tom, Tom, how's it going? Everything is fine. It's like you know, um, with the uh, Songnam last week, much better than what I expected. So I'm happy one now. That's the. Uh... The, the tyranny of low expectations, I guess. The most dismal goalless draw. Imaginable <laughs> happy with that. Uh, Mark, you're looking resplendent in a red top. Is that like a Rangers away shirt circa uh, 1988? Or? Almost, almost. It is, of course, uh, the Tiger uh, print red Korea national team home top from about seven years ago that I found when I was moving uh, right next uh, to my Buchon introduction to the 2014 season booklet. Just a quick point, the transfer window is still open because Seoul Eland have just announced the signing of Hani Guan, whose name I can never pronounce properly. The guy who right. played for Youngnam maybe, then Ansan and maybe Suwon Blue Wings. I believe yeah. he might have been the guy who scored against Songnam down in Asan when we crashed out of the True. playoffs, when me and Alistair were drinking Halasan and Soju. So really, it could be anyone who scored, to, to be perfectly honest, because I don't really remember much. Was that um, drinking Halasan saves you out of coffee cups that we'd got off the ladies from the council because they took pity on us and gave us coffee because it was about minus 25. Tom was there as well, actually, but he wasn't there with you. He was with his dad. And yeah, we had my father's first Songnam FC game. And, uh, you know, and his joined, last? Uh, of course. <laughs> Right, we, we better get on to um, reminiscing is all very, very well. Um, it's, uh, well, Paul's not here. Um, reminiscing is all that Soul fans can do these days. But the K-League 1 is now perfectly uh, perfectly symmetrical. We had uh, four teams win, uh, four teams lose, four teams draw. And among our teams, and especially as uh, we don't know when he's going to be required to, to drive the taxi that he's in, uh, the happiest among us probably is Joe, I would say. Yep, reasonably happy. Well, no, I'm I'm happy. Um, I think the uh, the performance, a one-one draw away in Daegu, showed what we can expect for the season. I think the first half they probably just about edged it. We took the lead from a, a, a penalty that was put away by Yang Dong Hyun. Sorry, my initial thoughts was that it was a soft penalty. People assure me those are given these days, so happy to take it. Uh, but then the second half, really, Daegu outplayed them. Uh, I think they made a few tactical changes and we couldn't match it but we um, the experience shone through they, they stuck to it they're fast Degu probably feel hard done by but uh, Suwon could also have nicked it right at the end uh, so overall 1-1 Suwon FC will be much happier and as I said I think it gives an idea we'll be well organised probably hard to beat but the goals may be a problem and uh, obviously a lot of Action in the transfer window during the close season. How do you feel the new players gelled together? 
Yeah, I think I think they were um, they were pretty good. I mean, three of the back four were new, all from Ulsan. Lee Young Jae got a start, Marulo got a start, Yang Dong Hyun also up front. Then we had the the wide under twenty two players who got fifteen minutes game time. But we'll, uh, I guess that may be spoken about later. But yeah, I think they were well organised and they seemed to, for the most part, know they were doing well. I mean, it took a really good goal uh, from Daegu to break them down. You could maybe question uh, the defending, but it was the only moment that they, I would say they switched off, if, if you want to say that. Um, so I think they gelled quite well. Uh, again, that is regarding their organisation. Going forward, first half, they showed some promise. Second half, when uh, when Lars was up front, uh, it was a bit more difficult. And then when Hansen Gu replaced Murillo, uh, I'm not sure if he actually replaced Murillo, but anyway, they Murillo went off and he came on, maybe not for each other. Um, we became more defensive trying to hold on to the, the lead, I think. But a lot of that may be down to Degu. So, uh, yeah, we're happy. Uh, we move on. Sol, of FC Sol away on Sunday. And without Yang Donghyun, right? I just heard like he just sidelined about like four or five weeks. He went down holding his hamstring just about two minutes before half time and he went off. He actually then came on and finished the first half uh, right. and then was replaced by Lars at half time. But yeah, he seemed to stretch going for a shot. So yeah, I guess it is a hamstring. Look, he was holding his hamstring area. All right, because uh, there's a conspiracy amongst the song of fans that Kim Namil knew about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the only thing he knew if he did. So, Joe, obviously, I'm going to ask you about Yoon Young Sun, you know, the guy who I've been touting for the last 10 years as, as one of the best, if not the best, Korean defender in the K League. How was he? Was he good? Was he slow? Was he, I mean, he's a bit older than when. You know, I he thought he was very that. good. Um, sorry. I thought he was very good. He was cutting things out, getting his head onto things. There is a question, you know, if you're, I don't think it's fair to think it was a great ball and a great first touch, but it was perhaps him that the guy ran off to. He scored Degu's goal, but I think that's been very harsh. And like I say, I think the experience that he brings uh, to the team, because his, his actual partner at the weekend was uh, Kim Gonung, who's usually a, a defender, but uh, Cho Yu-Min was, was out injured, so Kim stepped back, and uh, I would say Yoon partnered him, led him to the game quite well. Yeah, we miss him. Definitely, I would have him back in a heartbeat at, at Songnam, definitely. Although our defence didn't really get tested, much uh, on Monday, but still, I was still having back, definitely. Yeah, you mentioned hard to, might be hard to see where the goals are going to come from, but I don't think Suwon FC are going to be alone in that. I think, was it five of the 12 K-League teams failed to score a goal at the weekend? I think it's going to be a long, hard season for a lot of the uh, attackers. And uh, you've got a team who can't score coming up uh, at the weekend, Joe. Yeah, exactly. There's two teams who may, who may struggle in that department. Obviously, we started with the Yang at the weekend, who's a, a big guy, and he was replaced by Lars, who, who's also a big guy, although I don't really think in there and stuff is their strengths. But uh, we did sign Victor Andrade, I believe, um, last weekend, or last week. Uh, he's, he's been with Benfica and a few Brazilian teams. Uh, I'll be interested to see if he is fit, uh, match fit anyway, and if he gets the start or if they go with Lars. Um, but yeah, I think... Scoring the goals, maybe, maybe where they find some difficulty, but they seem well set up, or they were at the weekend. Um, so fingers crossed, it looked good. It's a great away point. Looking at other results, so uh, hopefully they can continue. So a point and a goal for Suwon FC in the first game of the season. Uh, we were going to talk about FC Seoul, but I can find neither hide nor hair of Paul. Um, I, I don't know whether he got the invitation to this or not. If he didn't. 
we're going to get bullying accusations uh, again, which is uh, going to be uh, a, a little bit awkward. We might actually have to resign our positions uh, 20 years down the track. Uh, in uh, Liverpool, Mark, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. So speaking of bullying, we're going to move straight into FCSO, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We're actually going to skip over FCSO because uh, I, I don't know about you. I, I got bored watching the game 20 minutes, 20 minutes in. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, I, I know Paul watched the game, but uh, Paul's, Paul's not showing up because uh, we bullied him. And actually, I thought for the first, when Key was on the pitch, uh, I think John Book stepped stepped back a bit. I think maybe Key's reputation, his name, um, kind of made the John Book players a little bit less confident because the, the, the whole game turned. I think Key came off in 37 minutes. Um and after that, the, the whole game just turned. I, I mean, I think John Book ended the first half on top and then second half, it was just all John Book. I, I know if Paul was here, I know exactly what he would say. And that is part two youngs to blame. Um, and for the first time ever, I'm actually kind of got one foot in Paul's camp in this one. Uh, I think there was two or three occasions, especially in the first half, uh, when so ran up either wing, McNabb was playing on the left, I, I, I don't know who was on the right, and they were, you know, part was a good five yards, six yards, seven yards behind them, so they had to hold it up, waiting part coming in the box. So I don't know if that was because part was playing further back or if he is getting a little bit slower as he gets, as, as he gets older. Uh, but I was impressed by Nassim Ho. I thought he played well. I mean, he is obviously not my favourite player anymore for leaving us, but... I think he'll definitely create things, and yeah, I think he'll, he'll he'll definitely have a big influence on where so finish in the table. Palosevic, Palosevic, whatever you want to call him, also I think had a pretty decent uh, decent debut. Interestingly, towards the end of the game, I think it was one 0 uh, Him and Ilyuchenko had a little bit of a a little bit of a tussle, and and he pushed them over. I thought that was quite funny because Alex Jensen was like, "Oh, I wonder if if they're not good friends or if they're very good friends." And, in his Eurosport tone. I thought so looked better than I thought they were going to look, but John Book didn't push them. And when John Book did push them, so fell apart. That's that, that that's my opinion on the game. Yeah, I think that's a fair enough. Like I just saw the kind of um the game record and it says like the as you just said at 36 minutes as key goes by until then John Book never made any kind of goal attempt. Just right after he's gone, he started to make a five different goal attempts. So it means like uh, right after Key's goal. Uh, John Book start to attack. So it's very interesting to see the kind of how things going well. You know what I mean? The whole trench has been changed since the key's gone. Were they afraid he was going to steal their lunch money or something? <laughs> I think I think it was something to do with under 22 rule. Okay, Someone that'll, that'll be edited. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, um, kind of quite interesting was the key was the was the youngest player substituted in a first half. Actually, in the first 60 minutes of any game. Uh, across Kaylee because everyone else was brings on to our next point if we don't talk about Songnam uh, who was taken off in the first half was was uh, under 22 right shocking well we will briefly touch on that later we will touch on Songnam though but there's not much to say because I, I watched that game well, I had it on I can't remember a thing that happened except it was raining Jeju hit the bar did they yep and then they got a man sent off for an elbow. For the elbow. Yeah, which was mm. a shocking elbow. I think it was only on the pitch, like six, seven minutes. It, it, it was an obvious, I mean, it was, a, it was an obvious elbow. Um, right. 
I think I did text everyone, you know, how I know everything about Songnam and <laughs> almost everything about K-League, right? And I did text and say, well, Songnam have started Hong Shiyu. At least we're not taking our, our under-22 player off. And 18 minutes later, <laughs> was, or whatever it was, 20 minutes or something, right? Um, shocking. I mean, I kind of get some of the other ones getting taken off, but Hong Shiyu is a guy who basically saved like, Songnam's season. Um, mm last year but to follow on to my point about key coming off it when key came off so fell apart and john book you know got better and i felt on on monday when sobo min came on songnam the change in songnam was was really noticeable true yes jeju were down with 10 men but still as soon as like like sobo min came on it was just they we we started to control things more um and I, again, it's just one of those things where, you know, I just don't know, I don't really get what Kim Namil's tactical, his lineups, I don't understand, his substitutions, I don't understand, the timing of them, I don't understand. Um, and still, we can't score. I mean, even with a six foot two, six foot seven, sorry, giant with a head shaped like a, like a 50 pence piece, um, we still couldn't find the net, right? I think I even got a, his special video on the, the K-League official YouTube about being a kind of too tall being kind of in the field. So yeah. if you have a time, you can see that. I think that more, that's more valuable to watch the whole game. You know what I mean? That just single video is worth more to watch them. If you watched it, um, the whole game, I'm, I feel sorry for your life. You wasted two hours in your life. So, you know. I have to say about this guy, so far we're not going to be overusing the cliche that he's got good touch for a big man because uh, <laughs> he, 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 I guess it was wet, it was slippery, but it wasn't, yeah, it, it, it was a tough debut all around, I think. Actually, like um, I was in the, I was watching the game through the Korean TV, and the commentator said that uh, once the Milic tried to make his free kick, and he said like uh, they introduced him like um, he's the not just only for his uh, tall height, it's more about like he's the free kick's well known, and the, the rest goes like this very awkward. You know what I mean? Like it's the the, the shoot is not really powerful enough to just reach the target really well. So I feel like what the hell is going on? <laughs> I think like it, everything is like that, you know. Songnam uh, promised a lot of things before the game score had, and uh, what we saw in the field is nothing really much going on. And every single time they feel like, uh, how can I say? It's more like every single time they reach the half line, they try to kick the ball in the air, try to find that the village to head the ball down. But even when he made the header, it's nobody's around. So uh, it's something like they fought themselves, and you know, nothing much going on afterwards. Something I found really interesting, actually, about Mulich was, I mean, if I go back to my, you know, like one of the players I hated most in Scottish football was uh, Mark Cately. Um, You know, he was a tall guy and Alan McCoyce was the poacher and it was high balls up. Hately would nod it down and McCoyce would score. But Mulich couldn't, he couldn't flick the ball on. He couldn't head the ball down to anyone else. He, he for, for a guy who's six foot seven, he, he barely won a header. Um, and there was none... Like, as you said, Tom, that they were flicking high balls up, but he, he wasn't nodding them down to the guy next to him. He wasn't, you know, he, he was he was really useless, to be perfectly honest. A couple of things. Um, I only had the second half on in the background, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you guys are obviously more better than me, but I thought these were unlucky not to get it at the end. But when they went down to 10 men, I thought he's were all over them. There was, you know, things just didn't fall quite right. The, the weather was terrible, that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's been a wee bit downbeat myself, but yeah, you obviously know it better than me. Regarding Mulich, I see a bit of the Lars thing with that as well. You know, we're seeing these foreign foreigners who are tall, and then we think that's the only way we can play them. 
it's the long balls. Now, again, on Saturday, I said we looked less likely to score when Lars came on, but that's because he was isolated. Actually, I think he's, he's more skillful than you'd think for a big guy, and he's not particularly great in the aerial field. But I think when Koreans bring these tall foreigners in, the mindset is, like, well, we must hit long balls to them. So I don't know if it's a, a scouting thing or if it's a... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I think it happens quite a lot. The big guys are just painted right. You're going to be a target man. That's what we're going to play whenever you're on the pitch. To answer your question, Joe, I think like I've seen from the last season, Kim Namil was like, no matter what the uh, passport you hold, like if you're told he just played you know, long ball, that was it. He has no other plans. That's what like he got in trouble like for the last of this season and he couldn't just make any kind of home, home uh, game win. I think the reason that even even that part was highlighted by the Korean commentator when the summer game was on. Um, it was a first home game, and the commentator said like the, they hope like a good luck for the Kim Namil to achieve the first home win uh, faster than last season. You know, last season they took like kind of um, I think like um, more than ten or twelve matches before they just got the first home win. I think the the reason was must be like the away teams are set back, and Kim has no much like tactical uh, diversion for um, kind of attacking scenarios. So all he can do for the kind of all the kind of, I mean, when when the opponent parked the bus, he just to put the long ball in. That's it. So I think like we saw exactly the same thing when the uh, JJ got a 10-man down. So I think that's why we uh, didn't see any goal in the score sheets for the Songnam game. I think we're also saying, and we're sort of laying in a little bit to the, the, the foreign guy after his first game. I think it has sort of been noted as well that all the foreigners are sort of off to a slow start this year. They've all been through the quarantine. They've all had perhaps limited time with the, the squads. I think I um, did. I know Barrow scored for John Book. Um, and I think Aguilar scored for. Um, did anyone else score? Technically, Barrow scored. Well, yeah. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> it's his name on the, on the score sheet. I mean, it was like, it was me trying to cast a bottle of soju and a, and a pocha master, do you know what I mean? Um, well, actually, I'm a bit better than that, I guess. But yeah, I mean, your yeah, yeah, barrel scored, Aguilar scored. Uh, I think that was it. I think, like, Ulsan, yeah, yeah, I don't think, even though they whipped five past gang one, um, I think it was all, I don't think any foreigner scores, yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for a, a few more a few more weeks, uh, let them let them gel and see what see what happens. Uh, and then we can have this conversation again in, in a few weeks' time. Uh, you briefly mentioned the um, the the Ulsan uh, the Ulsan game. Uh, anyone watch that one in, in in any great depth? I watched the uh, highlights only and kind of time by time. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it was a background, so I just watched kind of when time goes by. And I think it's like they, the, after the game, Kamal Gaffer said like the why we lost so heavily was about like being in the down to the ten men. I, I don't think so because like every time you see them play, like uh, Ulsan knows where the weak points of the Gangwon. As a Gangwon's got a three backs in the back, and they just only one uh, the central defenders. I mean, defensive midfielders just try to cover them up. But every time they try, like it doesn't really work well. So uh, Ulsan has been. Uh, being famous for uh, kind of having a nice wing, uh, the wing forwards. So um, they used all the kind of um, spaces behind of them, especially for the Lee Dong Jun, you know, like the, he's the star man for the Wilson back then. And the, one of the uh, symbolic moments was like the, when Lin Chai-min was like uh, sent off by the tackling um, Lee Dong Jun to make a one-on-one chances. 
Um, the, it, it, it symbolizes how the uh, Gangwon's defense was really uh, vulnerable against the Ulsan's fast-paced um, attacking all the time. So I think that makes the whole differences. And I even think like even if Gangwon's not down to the 10 men, it, the same score could be happening. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think there's a lot of talk about Gangwon. I mean, a lot of people go on about, you know, Byung-Soo uh, ball as it was last year because of that one game against FC So, But they are really vulnerable at the back. I mean, they, they are pretty... I mean, they, you know, they, any team that, that that attacks them can can seems to be able to score against them. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think I think you've got Ulsan who obviously looked really good. You've got John Book who didn't look good but still kind of grounded a win, and maybe Pohang, maybe Daegu, and you're looking at that's the top four again. Uh, and everyone else, I think, is just going to be fighting for for the scraps like under that. And I I, I don't see Gang One making the ACL spot that people I think a lot of neutrals and a lot of people were kind of predicting that, that they would be in the top four but they just they're just too weak I think for the as you said for fast paced teams I mean M has never been known as a fast defender um and I think yeah I think they're going to struggle this year. I when Lim Chen was his song that I remember like he used to make kind of very ridiculous fouls in from the boxes and then giving the really critical, uh, freaky chances to the opponents. And in the meantime, he used to get a sent off, like very unpredictably, you know what I mean? Like some certain points, he just made it out. And the, uh, yeah, as I said, like the Kangwon was just too hyped these days. The people praise up like the Kim Byung Su's football too much. And even in the meantime, like, uh, I think even when they were successful, like back in a couple of seasons, they usually have a kind of Jerish on the top and the Jerish used to be kind of very fantastic for them. So that's why they've been uh, up there. And without them, it doesn't really work well. You briefly touched on the other team who expected to be up there, Pohang. Uh, they ground out uh, a victory against Incheon and obviously the Blue Wings also got the 1-0 victory over, over Guangzhou. Tough start to the season for Guangzhou. But is it no no real big surprises in the K1 this this week? Maybe surprised that Ulsan looked that looked that good. Uh, maybe surprised that Songnam and Jeju was that boring. But uh, other than that, uh, nothing much. But let's say briefly, we don't we have no interest in K two anymore, do we? It's fantastic. Uh, no. it's, Not really? It's brilliant. But there when was when does K two start? I don't know. Have they even made the fixtures yet? <laughs> How many teams are in the league? <laughs> I, I, I saw Songnam in, in one 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 set of predictions this uh, <laughs> this week. But, uh, there was one actual actual notable game. Um, Eland absolutely destroyed Busan yeah. in mm. in Busan. Could this be the season for Eland? I mean, go to Busan, who obviously won K one last year. I mean, they've got rid of most of their good players. Uh, you know, like Romilo, Idongjun, Song. But still, I mean, you, you still expect. I mean, you wouldn't expect Elan to go and bump them 3-0. Then the guy was saying, Hany Guan, it's like, really? Um, this, yep, this could be the year. This could be year, this could be the year that Elan make the playoffs again. Maybe not win the, the, the title, uh, but I think this is the year that they make the playoffs. For me, I have just a bit of um, you know, it might be too early to call that because uh, when I saw the highlights, it usually be kind of um um their goals are heavily depended on uh depended on like a the Busan goalies mistakes. So um, if you see Libudum, like a, uh, I think a couple of goals could be kind of prevented. You, you, you can imagine if like uh, if it is not Buchan, if the Busan was the who got the John Jong Hyuk. The, the Ireland is much 
better off with than the last season. But still, we have a need to look at, a, I think, a couple of games more at least. Yeah, interesting that while in the K1, there were no away wins. In the K2, there were no home wins on opening day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyang and Anyang, Dejan and uh, Dejan in the last minute and Elan getting the, the wins. The other two games, uh, Ansan and the the, the much-touted Gimchon Sangmu uh, finished uh, as a draw. And uh, John Am and Chung Nam, I bet that was an absolute thriller. Uh, nothing each down in, in, in Guangyang on, on, on Saturday. Uh, okay, any more on the, the weekend's action that's just passed? No, I, we, we've, we've talked on it before, already tonight, but one of the sort of well-intentioned rules this year was the under-20s, under under-22 rule. Um, the idea, obviously, to give more game time to to the younger players. And we've had those sort of initiatives, those sort of protective, restrictive initiatives that have worked pretty well before the ban on foreign goalkeepers, etc. It has actually yielded dividends. We've got some fantastic green goalkeepers now. This one has got some teething problems, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so the idea is like, if you want to get this extra fifth substitute, um, you've got to start an under 22 and another one's got to come on or something, right? Um, but what most teams are doing uh, is they're they're starting two under 22s and then just taking them off as soon as they possibly can. And I don't know what the actual, I'm not sure how long they've got to stay in the pitch, but I think if you ask the Subban FC gaffer, he he definitely knows how long they've got to stay on the pitch because he took the two of them off after 17 minutes. So I'm assuming it's about 15, 16 minutes, yeah? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, as I said earlier, like Hong Shiyu was the man who kind of saved us last year, he would definitely put away, in my view, he'd have put away one of the chances that Milik's missed. And yeah, I think, you know, it's not going to help these these kids. I mean, that we brought, Songnam brought on someone, I don't even know the guy's name, eight minutes left or something, who's like 19 or 20. Uh, don't bother looking on Wikipedia because he doesn't have a page yet, I tried. Um, so, so basically, you know, that's how I write my blog. Um, so basically, um, you know, it isn't working, you know, and it's something that we did in Scotland years ago, that we had to have an under-22 on the bench, uh, at least on the bench, if not on the starting team, and so many of them never played, and they weren't in the reserves, and they were on the bench, and they don't develop, and they end up like Isongu, basically. Um, so, do you know what I mean? I think it's uh, it's well-intentioned, but it's not... The way the clubs are basically um, are, are getting around the rule. I've seen some comments about it's, an, it's, it's bringing the game into shame, it's an embarrassment, it's embarrassing, whatever, and I have to agree with that. I think, you know, K-League TV has sold these this K-League TV package, although it's geo-blocked in half the countries, but anyway, um, and anyone watching is thinking, why the hell does Fulman FC just take off those two young guys or those two guys, if they, if they, if they don't know who they are? Inchon did the same thing as well, and it's almost every single game in fact, every game, I think, but almost every team took off their under-22 player. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it interrupts the flow um, and it's not going to develop the players. So I'm 100% against it. Maybe the only only exception was like the J, when Jeju and Namgi Hill um, substituted like another man. And you thought like, ah, there you go, another Namgi Hill moment. You know, when you got your players like the first half, like subbed out. <laughs> but it wasn't like it was more like a, he just tried to get chop the uh, U22 out. 
I think it's more like a very general, like creating a way of how just to try to um, put some uh, regulations there and then the people want to go around it. So every time, every time it happens. So I think like I, I, what I expect is next thing, like league going to ask the teams to play their U22s at least like the 45 minutes. And we'll see how they're going to be happening and how the team's going to get around it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think the K-League will have looked at this. Uh, maybe not this week because the, the K-League is a little bit slow in making a decision. But I think if this carries on for the next couple of games, you will see um, a, a condition put in place where they've got to last 45 minutes, which is what it should have been in the first place. Like The, the condition should have been they've got to play 45 minutes. Um, I get why some teams don't want to, you know, if they don't have a good under 22. I mean, I, I'm guessing the FC Seoul did because Seoul took key off and then the next guy that came off was midway through the second half. So I'm, assu- I'm, I'm assuming Seoul's under 22 players are actually good and are actually going to be first team starters. But most of the rest of them don't have a, have a, have a good under 22. Hasn't been a great week either for the the idea of, of youth and youth development. We've had another case. Not only was there the, the Pex and Ho case, there was also, I think, the, the guy who wants to join FC Seoul. And now it transpires that 10 years, 10 years ago, uh, John M actually, actually owned the yeah. rights uh, to, to him. Uh, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a case uh, maybe five, six years from now, Son Hung Min wants to come and end his playing days in the K-League, but we find out that Dejon Citizen once paid for him to go to a soccer camp on Jeju Island, and so he has to negotiate uh, first with, with, with Dejon or, or something. Um, th- this, is, uh, this, this is going to end up in court, I would imagine, at some, at, at some point, isn't it? Uh, even like um, the shows with John Nam between Johnson Bean is going worse. It's like the Johnson Bean, what he said was like, the, all right, I'm going to pay like the 150K, but can you do a kind of, um, like I say, a monthly payment installment? So like, what's, right, it's going to be like 25 million up front and <laughs> add it to his cell phone fee. True. So I think it's like... Um, it's always there, like that they knew the kind of hazards out there. Because uh, when you invest the money under someone, like the way kind of uh, under the goodwill, you never know like how it's going to be end up. And even you got a legal documents, um, they can avoid it by the kind of playing for overseas teams and try to make some pressures uh, throughout the uh, media by uh, kind of telling the people that like, I'm I'm a great Korean player. I should given the chances to play overseas, but uh, Jonna asked me to get to Guangyang to play for them. So I'm wasting my talent here. So I think they tried to uh, play their card before when they were successful uh, until they reached some team in Europe. But until the point they need to uh, get to the K-League team to get avoid the uh, being in the military service by himself um, to get into the Sangju. So uh, Sangmu, sorry, this team. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like whenever uh, whenever Wang Yijo moved to Gamba Osaka. There was a gentleman's agreement that if he ever came back to the K League, he would uh, have to go to Songnam. Um, but that was the idea that he would basically join Songnam and then go straight to Sangju, Sangmu. But obviously, uh, they won the whatever it was that they won. Uh, God, I forgot already the Asian Games. The whatever it was. The... It was the Asian Games. Yeah, but yeah, but he was only in the squad because you know he was like the favourite of Kim Hatbam. Yeah, yeah, he didn't deserve to be in the squad. He didn't. He didn't no, not at all. Not he no. didn't deserve to be top goal scorer and literally single-handedly get Son Young Min out of ever having to grace a K-League pitch in his life. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story for a longer podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean Quan Chang Hoon is the other one. That's the other big name um that is 
going to rear his head in about two years' time, unless unless if, if Korea win the Olympics, then no. If the Olympics go ahead ever, uh, but if Korea win the Olympics, assuming Kwon Chang Hoon makes the makes the Olympic squad, if he's not, yeah, if he's not too old, then well, they, they only need a bronze in the Olympics. That'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's achievable. I mean, when as in get the medal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as long as they, I mean, as long as they get that, then he won't have to come back to K League. But the the rumor is that yeah, that Suwon Bloomings have this in place with him as well. Um, so if he ever comes back, it, it will need to be Bloomings first. Um, someone did tweet that they think in 2013, I think it was 2013-14, that there was a rule put in, put in place to stop it. Um, so anything after that might not. Uh, Kind of, it might have been illegal after that. Um, so I guess we'll see. As I said, the Quantum is probably the big name because nobody really knows some of the other ones coming back. But you know, you know, Big Sun Ho, you know, Quantum Hoon. That's why it's kind of it's, it's become a big thing again, yeah. And um, FC Seoul's imaginary Son Hoon Min contract as well. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they also own the rights to Ronaldo and Messi should they ever uh, choose to play in the in, in the K League as well. Um, Messi uh, has a song name tattoo somewhere on his left shoulder. I'm sure he does. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? His, his fifth grandfather must be born in Songnam, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, okay, yeah. And anything else we want to touch on today before we move on to uh, just uh, running down some predictions for this weekend's uh, upcoming games? I, I just got a news from uh, the Songnam France the, about like the Song Jong Book, another hero from the 2002 Korean team who just been the fourth best in the world, became an advisor of Anyang, even the, the fan who told me about the news, like you never know uh, what he advises to Anyang, same to what we questioned about what Park Ji Sung advises to uh, Jungkook. And in the meantime, Lee Young Pyo, another um, hero 2002, um, appointed is a vice president of the KFA. And uh, I feel like it's really bad for Gangwon. I've never seen anyone who had it the uh, such a footballing authority has his team been great uh, in the league. Uh, one of the example was Busan, you know, they got ahead of the whole K-League, never been to K-League one. Right, absolutely. I, I did see Lee Young-pyo in the, in the stands at Ulsan um, on, on, on uh, when was it? It was a Monday, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not, not quite sure uh, what, what, whether his advice really helped Gangwon uh, that, uh, that, that day. Um, Okay, so uh, more advisors this time with uh, this time with Anyang. Anyang soon to be my local team, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't told Paul that yet. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly click, quickly move on, and uh, we'll wrap up by going through uh, just some predictions from both of you guys for this weekend's uh, K1 games. Uh, we kick things off on Friday. It's the Battle of the Jays down on the island. Jeju versus John Book. Um, Mark. Um, having watched uh, Jeju, uh, I'm going to say, and having watched John Book actually as well, as bad as John Book were, they'll beat Jeju uh, 1-0. I don't, I, I don't think Jeju are going to get scudded. You know, I don't think they're going to concede a lot of goals. That's how Nam plays, but they're not going to score a lot either. Uh, so my money's on Jeju 1-0. For exactly the same reason that you're going to choose a nil-nil draw. Um, if 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 they don't put the bar in the nineteenth minute. Okay. Um, wow. That's uh, that's brave. 
Uh, two games kick off at 4.30 on Saturday. Incheon against Daegu, the battle of the two uh, tiny but very nice little stadiums. I'm going to choose for uh, Sky Blues. The Daegu's going to win like 2-0 uh, because Incheon's been uh, really um, disappointing until like the day points got uh, a really large score they pull. So I think like the Daegu's got more of a hand this team. Yeah, they need Mugosa back. Um, mm-hmm. Mark? Um, I'm going to go 2-1. I'll go there. We'll score, but Diego will come back and win 2-1. <laughs> okay, Mark Guangzhou, said 7, 8, 9, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, is at, it is at Guangzhou. It, I'm going to say 3 or 4 now, Wilson. Tom? Uh, exactly the same, like 4 nil to Wilson. Okay, Kangwon, Pohan, Tom? Pohan, Kangwon, 2-2. Two, two. Just in case, because the point doesn't seem like to be three scoring draw. Yeah, <laughs> two scores is like two versus two. Uh, for your information, I don't, I don't really have a great track record for a uh, K League, um, the prediction league. So, <laughs> just in case, uh, two one to who? To Pohang. Sorry, Gang One is as slow as in timing is. Gang One will miss him. Okay, and uh, the two games on Sunday. We'll start with the second game, uh, FC Seoul against Suwon FC. That's a tough one. It is, it's a tough one to call, uh, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go with one each or nothing each. It's going to be a really tight one. There's going to be nothing each or one each. Tom? one nil Seoul. Because um, I see like have, um, Suwon's got more um, time to build a team. Um, and Yang Dong Yang's out, so maybe like uh, some Seoul's gonna win narrow win. And what about you, Ali? Uh, uh nil nil, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nil nil. Now, uh, I, I, what I can see happening is I can see it being very tight and very cagey in the early, early, early stages. Suwon just snatch one just before half time, uh, to go in one up. Uh, Seoul huff and puff. Then Suwon actually come to the realization actually, Seoul are not very good, they put them under pressure. And then score two, maybe three, maybe four. That's the probably more more likely scenario. Anyway, before that though, is the well in in times gone by, this would be Mark would be getting ready now. We might have started drinking already in in, in years gone by. Uh, Songnam make the trip down to the uh, the chicken. Not sorry, not the chicken. Uh, back down to the Big Bird for the uh, for the big game. Sue on Blue Wings against Songnam FC. How's it going to go? Nil nil. Um... You know, reflecting their last game, you know, Suwon feel they um, pretty deserve any wins, but uh, I think like uh, their game against Guangzhou is pretty lucky with their reflection for their goal. So without the reflection, they might be scoring any goal against Guangzhou. So nil nil. Okay, there are two teams uh, in the K League that Kim Namil has the better of, uh, and one of them is Blue Wings, another one is <coughs> John Book, and. Um, so my money is actually on uh, 2-1 song now. Um, I think the first game of the season, he started the first game, the first derby of, of the game, of last season, sorry. He didn't start any strikers and we lost 2-0. Uh, but then I think we put them, put them out the cup and beat them twice in the league, I think. Um, and the only time we were disappointing was like when you get in the two only dreadful person in the chicken place in Gangnam. Watching yes. some of those yeah. freshest by the Suwon 2 0 in rainy night. It was terrible. Tiger hadn't scored in seven months or something and then scored, right? Uh, so my money is on Song Nam are going to win that. I think, I think, I think Namio has the beating of Blue Wings. 
Okay. So the big game this uh, this Sunday, and uh, Mark, Mark, you got the hand up again. Yeah, just be, before we move on, like uh, Tom, as you mentioned, you're not very good at the prediction league. Obviously, 48 Years of Football prediction league is running, uh, and it is the only free uh, game to play uh, in the K League. Okay, and on that uh, on that note, uh, I think that brings us to an end. There is there is only one bit of music that we could possibly have for an outro today, given that Joe uh, departed with without notice halfway through. Uh, obviously, to, uh, to you know, to to attend to his duties as a taxi driver, Joe, the taxi driver. Taxi driver.